here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. All right, all right. Is everybody ready? Is everybody here? Before we get going, please go over to dharmicevolution.com and sign up on your favorite platform, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, Pandora. This way, every Friday morning, the show will come right to your phone. We are your own personal assistant to help you through your day. And if you like this show, please share it with someone close to you or someone that may need this particular content and music today. Hey, the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page is looking for you. If you're a singer, songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader, post your content on the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page and watch the support you will get from both fans and other artists and creatives on that site. All artistry welcome and all supporters of artists. Please, no spammers, no selling real estate, used cookbooks, or woman's corrective sneakers on the Dharmic Evolution. This is for singer-songwriters, authors, speakers, thought leaders. Please respect the page. It's there to help the artistic community. I want to thank all of you that have left comments or reviews. They are very much appreciated. Please do leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if Spotify does this yet. I'm looking into it. I haven't seen anything, but... If you put up a um, review, I will put them on the Dharmic Evolution website. If you scroll down to the bottom of our homepage, you can see all the reviews and comments posted uh, from others right there. And we would really like you to join the party and leave your thoughts with us. So how about today's show? From the woman who wrote Dreams, Love, and Music, Dream Your Life, Then Live Your Dreams, she's back again with a new book, Dreams, Love, and Music, Lifestyle Revisited. She started her career in 1995 when she signed with Mechadon Electra Entertainment Group, where she would eventually perform on Soul Train and Showtime at the Apollo. She has notably worked and collaborated with Sean Diddy Combs with arrangement, recording and vocals, Teddy Riley doing vocals, and with Corey Rooney. She also wrote and arranged the Adina Howard song, I Forgive You. She was also a collaborator on the famous Mary J. Blige song, Family Affair, released in 2001. This lady is really something. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution from the Music City to one of my favorite places. Yes, it's the Empire State to visit with Asia Million. Asia Million, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you here. And, um, you know, I'm going through all of your, your content and I'm so delighted at all of the things that you're doing. You're, you're not only a singer, songwriter, artist, um, you've got, you wear so many hats and you're an author too. And I really love the fact that you tie your music to your stories in your books and really, really fascinating. I was picking up on, on your latest, um, um, project and notice how that all tied together. So was that on purpose? Or did that come along sort of just on the way through your journey? Did you one day you just connect the dots and say, hey, I should just connect the two? You know what? That That's a good question because um, it it is something that came along on, on my journey because of the fact that I got to a place where I said, you know what? I want to 
be myself. I want to be true to myself. I want to do something that actually really, really, really makes sense. And I don't want to have to worry about what people think or what the industry wants or what this person wants. I want to just be myself. And when I did that, the truth is, you know, I have a story and I often didn't feel like I had a voice or I didn't really know how to express myself. I'm not really too emotional, but when it comes down to music, I find that I express myself better through music. Um, so that's just my truth. I just, I want to tell a story, but I, I wanted to do it musically so that it could be authentic. Great. I love it. Um, because I, I really looked at, I, you know, being the musician I am, I immediately put your tracks on and started listening. And then I went and I started reviewing, you know, on Amazon, the places where your books are. And I mm -hmm. said, wait a minute, there's a, there's a correlation here. This is very cool, in which I picked up on your lyrics. So let's not let anybody, um, you know, we'll, we won't put them in suspense too long. So let's play the first track. This is called DLM. Yeah, it stands for Dreams, Love, and Music.
That was fabulous. And as you said, dreams, love, and music, because I was trying to figure out what did she mean, but but I love the acoustic guitar riff at the beginning. It made it very dreamlike for me. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden you go into, you know, for me it was Shades of Anita Baker and just the R and B. I just love that, you know, that side of you that you have. And not that you sound like Anita, but you have that that certain quality that she always has in her music, which I always loved. And well, thank you. Um, can you different. take us into the studio? Yeah, Anita. it's 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 different. You you're more you're more eclectic, I think, than than Anita. She's more of um, I guess I wouldn't say old school, but you know, traditional R and B in a in a traditional fashion. But um, can you take us into your studio process with this song and just let us know how you you put this together and who you were working with on this track? Sure, absolutely. This song was done in June. Um, I was a little depressed because of the whole Corona virus thing. And I, you know, I couldn't get out and I'm a people person and I love people, but I had to do this song in my house. My son who does music actually has his own setup. So he recorded the song. The track is done by Arden Arquiz Altino, who is with Wonder Music. Um, he's a part of Jerry Wanda and, and Wycliffe John's Click Camp. Um, great uh, musician. Um, he plays a numerous amount of um, um, instruments. And he, he, he created the track for me. He sent it to me. I gave him my feedback, um, laid down um, a reference, and he sent it back. So we pretty much worked like that over the phone. Um, and then I laid down, you know, my son helped me out with the, with the arrangements and I did it all at home. Uh, I think it, it, it probably might've been a two week, a two week process since he sent me the first, um, draft of the track. And then I wrote and, you know, I, I kept writing what it is, is that I, I wanted to feel, I wanted it to be, I didn't want it to be too too much. Like I didn't, I wanted it to just be a mellow, smooth. I wanted it to be more instrument than voice. I just wanted to kind of like give a good vibe for everyone that, you know, in the world, because I just felt like there was just so much going on. And I'm like, what do you really say? And I mean, you know, I felt alone um, because I couldn't really get out and socialize. And I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people felt like that. So it was one of those songs that I just said, you know what? For those who feel like they're going through something alone, you can actually play music and, and be okay. So that was like the yeah. whole, you know, concept of the song. Do you do all your own background vocals or did you have people helping you on this? Um, or? In this song, I did. Um, yeah. Sometimes I do have, I collaborate with other artists and um, other creatives. But this song I did, I had no other choice because I was stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful vocal tracks. And um, yeah, I feel you. I mean, I think we're all like um, suffering a little bit from, you know, lack of uh, continuity with humankind, yeah. like just not just being in, in space with somebody. It's just so different. I mean, working online is um, it's a it's a pragmatic way to do things and it, it keeps us creating. Thank God. But um, we do miss that human interaction, just having the spirit of you know, that energy in the room that when we're all working together on a project or recording something, uh, there's nothing like it, you know. So hopefully we get back to that soon. Yeah. 
So tell me you're one of seven. I'm one of seven. Are you? Did you have to fight for food to get oh my growing gosh, up in the house? You're one of seven? <laughs> are you are you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I saw that. I was like shocked. I said, oh, there's not there's not many out there like that, you know. Um, same mom, so, same dad, same household? Yeah, yeah. There was nine of us living in a three-bedroom house okay. with one bathroom for for like nine years, I think I it was. Yeah. And my parents, yeah, they slept on a pull-out couch in the living room for like 10 years. Yeah. And my father kept, you know, putting himself through school at night. And, you know, it was an exhausting process. I don't even know how they did it, you know. And then everybody everybody turned out good, you know. Um, how about you? A crazy house or what? Was yeah, it, was it, nuts it was. Up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had three different beds, three, three bedrooms, three different beds. So, you know, my parents um, had their own room and then the, the boys, because it was at first it was six of us. It was three boys, three girls. Then it was just yeah. a lot going on and it was it was so bad like my parents finally just said you know they were going to get a divorce so they got separated for a minute and um i think after two years like they had a conversation and then my mom got pregnant and then we moved back home and then it was seven of us and i'm like wait i was happy but it was like um how are we solving the problem we're adding more um but i, <laughs> I you know i i have to say it was crazy, but only love can bring you through something like that. Only love yeah. can bring you through something like that because you're dealing with so many different personalities and, um, and you know, it's not like you can hate them. You, it's like you guys are, we have the same mom and we have the same dad. So we have to figure this out. We're actually family, but the personalities yeah. are so strong and so different that, you know, you have your days, you have your fights, and yeah, you have your time when, you know, you got to run to the refrigerator to grab the last piece of bread or get who gets to the bathroom first, um, yeah. you know, but they're, they're very comical, so it would become a joke after a while. Like, I got the bathroom, and we would just have to kind of, like, laugh, and um, to this day, I'm big on comedy because I, I do laugh away a lot of my, my issues because of my family just being so crazy. It's so necessary. You know, I always say the Lord has a tremendous sense of humor. He has to. We, I agree. He invented us, you yeah. know. And and he gets a kick out. I think he gets a kick out of when we use humor yeah. as an advantage. Like, it's like a healing power, you Absolutely. know. Um, and when you just turn to comedy sometimes, like, all right, what was I so upset about? This is really funny if you look at it from the right perspective, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so... Um, any other um, siblings in your family, are they musical or are you the only one or how's the rest of the, the gang with um, yeah, you know, they're what all they're doing? actually pretty musical. Um, so yeah. one of my brothers, he's older than me. He was actually a part of the whole A Tribe Called Quest. He was supposed to be the DJ for A Tribe Called Quest. Um, but, you know, he was young. They were young. They all went to the same church. We all we all went to the same church, all went to the same school. Um, and my parents were super duper religious, so they didn't want to sign the contract. They told him no. So he, he DJed for them for a while until they found, um, the real, you know, the DJ that they used. They went through a few different DJs, but my brother is, you know, he used to DJ all the time and it started from home. And again, we're in a small house and so we're hearing all this loud music. Um, so even when we hated it and couldn't go to sleep, it was like, I was just dancing in my sleep all the time waking up to music so 
that's one. And then my other sister, she was um, in church, heavily in church. So she was in the choir. So I had like, you know, the best of all worlds. Um, she was into gospel. And I have another sister who was into everything, pop, rock, R&B. We, I mean, she played everything from, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince to Madonna and the Bengals. And, you know, I, I just, you know, music, I was surrounded with music all across the board, you know? Yeah. So do you, did you guys all like go to church and get your chops in church for the most part? I, or? We all did. Yeah. Because I, yeah. Church, I mean, I always say, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I wish I had done that. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I went to Catholic school and it was a little more very, very rigid and regimented. Yeah. And like you were like afraid to open your mouth, yeah. you know. And I didn't start going to, I actually uh, joined a Baptist church um, in Lincoln Gardens, First Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens in Jersey, uh, about three years ago and got baptized. And when I went down there and saw the music that was happening, I was just rocked to my soul you know it was like this this is what it's all about it's really really great and and i find that the best singers like you you you, you got your Thank chops you. in church you know I, to add to what you're saying um anytime i i'm looking for a good word or I, you know i want to go to a church because right now I, I don't claim religion I, I anytime someone invites me to a church or my girlfriends and i were like well let's go to church my first question is um How's the music? Do they have good music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know I might, I probably should ask who's, who's the minister or, you know, what the sermon is about. But for me, it's the music all the time. Like you've got to have good music for me. And the thing is at my church growing up, we grew up Seventh-day Adventist. So even though we did have good music and great harmonies, it was still that solemn type of vibe. So it wasn't that Baptist Pentecostal clapping, upbeat music. It was still smooth and solemn. So I think that's what made me want to transition into R&B. Um, you know, because I I wanted I wanted to be more open and more honest and more truthful in my music. And yes, I love God. And yes, I use my music to celebrate God and, and worship God. But at the same time, you know, you have all these other issues that are going on in the world, like love and relationships. I wanted to sing about things that I was actually going through as well. And I feel like music is supposed to, you know, lift you up and make you happy and go figure. One of my biggest hit records was, you know, let's get it crunk up on, have fun up on, up in this dancery. Like, let's have a good time. Like, if you really close your eyes and imagine how is heaven, I think it's like that. Like, everybody's just singing and dancing and having a good time. Yeah, I agree. No. I agree. That's the way it, it is. I think it is, and it's it's uh, something to look forward to for sure. And uh, let's look forward to Driven. We're going to play this one right now. Tree. 
Yeah, cool whistle intro, and I hear the female entrepreneur in there. <laughs> so you got it in there, girl. You're you're uh, you're doing some um, very cathartic and self evaluation, and and yeah. you know you've got yourself in the story, which is really great because you're acknowledging what's going on in your life, and you're writing and singing Absolutely. about it, which is really some, a lot of people can relate to this, myself included. Um, yeah. So at when you first like this crystallized in your mind that you're like sharing back and forth. Did the ideas start to like blossom and grow in your mind? Like as to like, it's almost unlimited what you can do with this. You, um, the song in particular, you're talking about? I mean, just the concept of I'm writing about this in a book, but I'm also sharing it mm. musically, you know, that right. kind of adventure. Right. Or is this like just for this project or you think you're going to do more of this? Yeah. So, um, Okay, so driven in the book, I'll I'll start with the book first and then go into the music. Um, okay, in the book I talk about the things that actually give me drive because sometimes I'm down. You know, I'm human, right? We're human. Sometimes we have we, we feel like we're in this dark place, and it's like, okay, now what, God? What am I gonna do with my life? What am I gonna do? So I start. You know, in the book I talk about the things that actually give me drive, and that's how I found my purpose. Um, I can literally be depressed. I, I promise you, like if I hear if I hear a good song, I'm like, I turn it up and all of a sudden it's like I forget that I'm depressed. Yeah. You know, I start working out, I start doing my laundry, I start doing all these things that I neglected for all these days. And um, so music is, you know, I talk about how powerful music is, um, which is why I started doing the songs, um, you know, doing a song for each chapter. So yeah, the song now is very upbeat, up-tempo, and I wanted it to inspire people to really get up and get out and do what you got to do. Yeah. You know? Um, and as a woman, you know, oftentimes women feel objectified or we feel like we're not good enough or we can't be equal or we can't get paid the same amount for the same job. So this song, you know, we love our men, of course, but this song is for the women to really, like, understand how how powerful you are even if you're gonna be an at-home wife be that great turn on your music and do the dishes and wash the clothes and just be happy whatever you decide to do just do it well yeah it's it's awesome it's you have a great attitude towards towards everything it's like you know you should like you're saying essentially celebrate your life whatever your life is and mm -hmm. i think that's why god tells us don't compare yourself to anyone you know that, you know just that's the worst thing you can do because yeah no one knows what it's like to walk in that person's shoes. You have no clue. And I always, I always give the example of, um, did you ever get, and I talked about in one of my shows, Road Rage, how bad it is and everything. But you ever have that situation where you're, you're following somebody and they're going so slow and you're getting so aggravated and then you're like ready to curse them out and you pull up next to them and it's like an old man who can barely see over the steering wheel, you know? And you feel like this big. You feel like... 
Right, you feel like right, the worst right. person on earth, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we have to keep learning those lessons of empathy over and over to say, you know, don't be so quick to like snap judge a situation. You really don't know what's going on until, you know, you get you see it up close and then, you know, you should feel a little little bad about your what you were doing. <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. So you're in you're in New York, and uh, are you in uh, Brooklyn, the Bronx? Where are I you? In, like, I well, I, I was about to say I'm in Queens. I'm oh. born and raised in Queens, but I actually recently moved to Long Island, so I'm in Long Island now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So how are things now? I know you've improved tremendously because I've I've been a Jersey resident pretty much my whole life up until last year, and now I'm down in the Nashville area. But um, things are things are much better than they were. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um even I mean in Long Island, a lot of uh restaurants and stores are open. Yeah. Um, so you know, you have the outdoor but you have the indoor as well. In Queens, uh and the boroughs, I don't believe they opened up the restaurants like yet. So everything is still outdoor. So yeah. Um I do feel a lot better now, you know, and a lot more human, you know where we can actually go out. And as long as we, you know, protect ourselves and wear a mask, we can definitely get out. And it feels like life is happening again. My daughter's in school. She's, she's um, doing every other day at home. They split them up. Um, they split them up half and half. So the school is going to be half, em you know, half empty. Not going to have as much people. So they do it every other day. And I said, you know what? Try it out. You know, wear your mask, but get out. And I want her to continue to, exercise her brain and, and things are happening you know what i mean you know yeah. they're not fully 100 percent back the way you know to the norm which i don't know if it ever would go back to the norm we're looking forward like what's the new norm gonna be so i try and just stay open-minded to that but i do we do feel human again we do feel a lot better out here yeah i'm How's glad it on your side? it's it's pretty chill down here it's pretty relaxed actually mm -hmm. um the center of nashville i don't think is still is like wide open yet um because mm -hmm. it's so touristy you know it's like and i'm like away from that where it's a little more quiet you know <laughs> i like being here i like being here to do projects and i love mm -hmm. music row and all that but um for me, as a day-to-day -day thing, I love the woods and quiet and just, you know, that, that serene, you know, just getting out in nature is really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, you have two children, right? I do. Boy and a girl, or is it two girls? Yeah, a boy and a girl. So Taiwan is the boy and Ocean is the girl? Right. Oh, all right. I guessed right. <laughs> you sure did. And you How pronounce old? her name right, too, because of the two ends. Some people say Ocean. Yeah, I know. I said, nah, I think she went with Ocean. I, I took a guess on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> how um how old are they? Uh, thirteen and twenty three. Oh, awesome, awesome! Kids are just wonderful. They're really, really the best. Um, let's talk a little bit more music too. Um, and you know Teddy Riley. I think you worked with him, right? Yeah, I worked with Teddy Riley. Yeah, um, I'm close with Monica Andrews on on Instagram. She, I think she represents him or did for a long time, um, okay. his PR. But yeah, you're you're with some really awesome people. And it seems like you are able to fit into almost like any circumstances. It seems like you could probably do anything you were asked to do as far as um, collaboration. Um, mm -hmm. You seem to have that, you know, that toolbox is really full of all kinds of things. Your voice, your ability to write, your ability to create. Um, mm -hmm. What is your favorite uh, thing to do 
um, Asia, when you go into the studio and work with people? Hmm. You know what? So let me go back for a minute. The, the, the reason why I'm able to do those things is because of the big family that I come from, right? So I'm used to having to adapt different personality. Okay. Um, so one of the favorite things that I like to do in a studio before I actually start writing or before I actually start getting creative is having a great conversation and getting a chance to know the person that I'm working with. Because again, I do understand that everybody's different. Everyone has a different personality. Everyone has a different way that they think and that they speak and that they work. So for me, in order for me to be authentic in what I do, I have to understand what I'm doing and I have to understand who that person is. And I think that's one of the, the reasons why it's easy for me to kind of like maneuver because I'm not just stuck on my own way. Um, you know, I'm very open to, to listening. One of the things that I mentioned in my first book was because there were so many of us, I never really got my own attention. So I learned from young how to pay attention. Um, so paying attention always served me better than trying to get attention. So yeah, pay, just that, that would be the answer to the question, just paying attention to see, you know, who it is that I'm working with and what it is that they want so that I could go in and, you know, create accordingly that is really really sound advice it, it reminds me of um one of the um guitar aficionados that i took some lessons from very early um used to teach me you know he, he stopped at the end of the lesson and you know we say you know listening is really really important mm -hmm. so if you if you just don't glaze over somebody's record that they made you know, really listen with intent, with, with, with a reason to listen, not just for entertainment and enjoyment, but what are you picking out that you're hearing that's, that's teaching you something about the process? You know, yeah. and I, I think to your point, when music is so deeply personal for us that it's, it's so important to establish some kind of rapport with somebody you're going to work with, to, to know oh. their personality, like you're saying, because it's like you're going to do better work if, if you know, like, trust, and have confidence in that person that you're, you're sharing something so deeply personal with. Mm -hmm. And I think the best songs come, or the best productions certainly come from uh, that relationship of having that going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, favorite setup in the studio, like let's say you're working with a producer. Um, do you have like a favorite setup as far as instrumentation or do you just build it from the ground up? Like when you go in, how do you guys do it? Do you say, all right, I have a rough demo. I think this is the foundation. Let's build around this. Um, is, is that like a favorite for you or do you have some kind of favorite um, formula um, that you like to use? Honestly, there's no favorite. Everyone is, it's like kids. Like you yeah. have a lot of kids and you can't really say which one is your favorite. Every time it's something different and it's amazing because I'm learning something different. Yeah. And there's always a lot of pleasant surprises, I bet, as it, as it starts to formulate and turn into yeah, a song. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes pleasant, not sometimes not so much, but you know, I mean, that's still all a part of the... Uh, that still comes with the territory, you know what I mean? Understanding how, okay, so this right here is not working. What are we gonna do, you know? But I think 
Yeah, the good thing about it is just being passionate about what you do, and then you'll have a, a tolerance for for everything. Yeah. Do you want to set this next one up for us? It's called Her Story. Tell us a little bit about this. Her Story. Yes. Her Story is chapter one in the book. And um, in chapter one, I am talking to a young lady and she's telling me her story. She's telling me her story about um, how she got out of one relationship that held her back. Um, and she met, you know, she met a guy who totally supported what she was doing and how, you know, sex with the wrong person could destroy you and how sex with someone you're more in alignment with can actually allow you to become a better person, a greater person. So, you know, in that session is when I came up with her story. This is her story This is her song Once upon a time she was falling in love And she started falling apart Entanglement explains the whole relationship The X-Men takes and drains her But the next man wakes and elevates her Go deeper, Ooh, yeah. Go beyond the surface, seek her, yeah. Cause everybody always wanna hear the hook, hear the hook, yeah. Don't judge a woman till you read her book. This is her story, This is her song.
That was really, really awesome. Love that. Love that. And I love that singing her testimony, man. You got it in there. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, just to um, just to uh, make note of what you said at, at the outset of that song about, you know, people, especially young people should really take note of, you know, when you, you're with somebody and you have an intimacy with that person and then you you know, as youngsters, sometimes you walk away and say, ah, she was a terrible lover or he was a terrible lover or whatever. It's, I think it's more about synergy and compatibility than anything Mm -hmm. else. Cause those same two people will go meet, like you said, the right people and it'll be magical. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with, um, you know, physicality really on uh, just for that itself. There has to be a connection of the mind, the brain, the soul, and especially the heart. Um, and that, that really creates the best, um, and the most pure intimacy, I think, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this particular, um, body of work that you have out, how are you releasing this? Is this out as an EP or is it out yet completely? Um, the songs that we just listened to, or is it about to be released? How, how is that going right now? So for the first three songs, the ones that you have, they are out as singles. Um, However, I am going to do an EP and I am going to do, I'm going to do another, I think seven or eight more songs. And um, it, it depends, maybe EP or maybe I may have to just do an album or I call it a soundtrack because I do want to incorporate other artists in it. Um, I am looking to work with um, some major producers, you know, a lot of amazing artists and collaborate. So I'm looking at 2021, I will have a full compilation album. Excellent. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I still do full length albums. My last three were full length. And I I feel that... um, I don't know, for me, I feel like you have something to say and you don't really get to say the whole thing unless if you have a lot of songs, there's there's always that last one on the record turned out to be the best one. Some, oh. Sometimes it happens that way. But, sometimes you know. it happens. That yeah. Is, yeah. But I think you go deeper into the, the writing process as a body of work, as a complete body of work sometimes. Mm-hmm. If, if it's like a, concept, a conceptual like record did, um, like I try to make mine conceptual records that have like a whole story of, and there's nine or 10 or 11 or 12, you know, little stories in there. Um, but the whole process is just great. What do you do, um, Asia, as a writing process, as a daily habit? Do you have a regimented system or do you just get inspired at, on the moment and say, I'm going to sit down and write this as it just comes to you? Um, or like, how does your system work as far as being creative? All of the above. Um, I try and write daily, um, from high school. I have a a crate full of notebooks every day that I got home from high school, right before I went to bed, I would just write, I would write mood. I would write song, the song that inspired the song that I'm listening, the, the, the song that I'm listening to that it relates to whatever my mood. And then I'll, I can tell you, and you know, I have a date, almost like a heading when you were in school. And um, I can tell you how my whole day went. So I, I, can't, I keep journals and I write a little bit every day um, of how I feel. 
sometimes I don't like if a week or two weeks go by and I don't write and I'm not feeling like myself and I'm like, why do I feel weird? Or, then I'm like, you know what? I haven't been writing. So writing is very therapeutic for me. Um, if it's not that it's, I can just write out my, um, my goals for tomorrow. Um, just so that I can have it written so that I can make sure that I stay true to it. Cause then I'll forget. Cause I have a big family. I have a lot of friends and somebody will call and they'll tell me what's going on. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on my way. And then I'm like, wait, wait, let me check in, you know, but creatively when it comes down to writing, um, a song, sometimes that creativity just kicks in. I could be in the gym or on the treadmill. Or I can actually be driving and something pops in my head. And I'm like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, a little crazy you know sometimes I'll take my notebook out while I'm driving and I have because I'm like I, I have to write it or else I'll forget it so yeah it that creativity man sometimes it kicks in it's like diarrhea it's like in your body and it has to come out and I have to <laughs> I just have to get it out and I have to yeah. say excuse me hold on one second let me write something down we have the same habits. I have the same crate with the same notebooks, and I do the same thing on, on the road. Yeah. I have little black books. I have notebooks everywhere. I have legal pads all over the place. Wow, And nice. I, I get like a mess for like when I'm, like when an album is coming, like a big writing thing, and yeah. everything is just like wherever. And and then what I do is I start to put everything together as I start to create this the songs like completely. But, um, but I, I love that, and I still feel... You know, and I've shared this before on this show is um, as a songwriter, I still feel like if I finish a new song tomorrow, I still feel the same way as I did when I was like like 19 when I wrote my first song. Like you have this mm -hmm. feeling of elation, like like you just accomplished something really, really important and mm -hmm. it's something to celebrate, you know, and it never gets old, just never gets old. Really fun, right? Yeah. We're in the right biz. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite jam on social? Are you you're probably uh, we're we're connected on Instagram, I know. Um, so so let me ask you about. I won't even talk about the others, but how you feeling about Spotify? What's your take on it? And are you doing things on Spotify? Um, I, I like it. I'm still getting used to it because, of course, I'm old school. Um, back in 1995, 96. You know, I had a record deal, so things were so different then. Yes. So right now I'm starting to, you know, really understand and appreciate the um the 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 spot of Spotify and a lot of these streaming platforms. Um at first I felt like it wasn't fair. <laughs> I felt like it's just giving a lot of people the outlet to just put things out there, whether they're creative or not. And I, I felt like it took away from the real creatives because at one point it was just, it was a lot of work. You know, when I, when I had my deal, I would be in the studio and I would have to sing over and over and over until it was right. And I would have to switch up my tones. And I, you know, we actually had to put the work in, you know, that it takes in order to create a really great song. Whereas now, you know, everything is just, one, two, three, you know, you don't even have to really be able to sing. You just throw some auto tune on a, on a record and go ahead and upload it to Spotify and boom, you have a song out. So at first I had a problem with that. Um, but I started 
you know, saying to myself, you know what, it gives, it's something positive for people to do rather than just go out there and just be stupid because there's a lot going on in the world. So I had to start looking at the positive side of, of, of Spotify. And that's when I said to myself, I said, you know what, let me go on and let me not worry about what this person is doing and what that person's doing. Whether the person is really talented or not, let me start listening to what they're saying. Maybe they have a message in it or, you know, I, I tried to start looking at all of the positive aspects. Um, and then, um, and then I started kind of like going on Spotify and learning and reading. So I actually like it now. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know, I think, I think, um, I felt the same way you did. I, I always say that as a consumer, I love it. The, you know, the ease of it and everything as a, as a, uh, as an artist, I hate it because you feel like it's it's unfair. And the other problem I have is I don't like the fact that it's 2021 almost, mm -hmm. and we're still using MP3s for our music. It drives me absolutely crazy. We put our heart and soul into building a beautiful um, sonic landscape around our music, and then we compress it into MP3s, and everybody just like rides along with it because we don't really have much of a choice. Um, I think SoundCloud is the only one that I know of that actual put that puts actual wave files, which is you know the CD quality of the actual record forty four point one, and and I just wish we could get to the point where the you know our music was was held more sacredly, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it was held in higher esteem, and I'm I'm looking forward to that day coming. Um, I want to ask you uh, as we're starting to wrap up here. The book, give us the book title, and I know we can get it at both Barnes and Noble and um, Amazon, correct? Okay. And the title is? The title is Dreams, Love, and Music, Lifestyle Revised. Awesome. I wasn't sure if the revised was, was meant to stay in there, but... Um, but love it. I love the uh, the little blurb that was in there. So I just encourage everybody to go over to those sites. And you can also go to Asia's uh, website. And all of these links will be in the show notes, Asia. And I'd like you to give us, if you would please, the best place for people to reach out to you, support you, connect with you, purchase your music. Would it be the website? Um, it, the website is fine. The best place, like if you want to actually really connect, I do a lot. I'm on Instagram the most. Okay. Um, so my Instagram handle is the continent. Excellent. And by the way, I love the, uh, the stage name. I'm assuming that's the stage name that you weren't, uh, brought into this world and baptized as Asia Million. But uh, if you were, <laughs> God bless your mom, right? <laughs> and your dad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that is it. I came, I, my, so my last name now, because I had gotten married is Miller. So the mill part, mil, million is really million, right? So it's, I'm on a milli because I'm a Miller now. But the pun intended, the goal is a million, right? So yeah. And That's you're going to get there quickly anyway, so you'd probably be mega million if I know you, <laughs> which I'm starting to get to know you. So thank you so much, um, Asia. I just want to thank you for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution and for sharing your stories, your beautiful music, your book, um, all about your life. I uh, wish we had more time this, this go around, but um, I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your children, your family, your music 
and your uh, book and all that happens in your wonderful uh, career moving forward. I really appreciate that. And I'm receiving that and I'm sending that right back to you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, I believe she is one in a million. Please support Asia on Instagram and check out all of her links in the show notes. So share the link of this show and subscribe to the show on your favorite platform by visiting dharmicevolution.com. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, and let's all remember to stay connected. I was connected. Everybody knew my name. Treasure